We now join this podcast already in progress. Zach, Pat had the f- Monday, Tuesday off. Yeah. So Zach actually called that last fly ball on Monday night, the one that um, Simeon almost hit out. Uh-huh. And, and just as I suspected, no one listening had any idea what was going on. I thought he did the whole series. Pat was back today, I guess, because he Pat? had to get on the plane to Cincinnati. Oh, he had to get on the plane to Cincinnati. Fair enough. Pat was back today. That was that was my test if I was going to be listening to the game at work or not today. If it would have been Zach, I would have turned it right right back off. Yeah, at first I was like, oh, anything is better than who was it? Was it just Coomer calling it by himself? Yeah, when they would let Coomer just do it, do the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. The, but now I'm like, no, this is worse. This, it, yeah, they somehow made it worse. <laughs> um, which is weird. Um, <laughs> but I'm. I'm uh, um, um, uh, Jason Benetti, he's he's got Syracuse voice. Yes, he does. But he also has sense of humor, talent. Yes, and talent. It's funny how that makes it better. Actually, there's a clip of him from EI doing a Sean McDonough impression. That's mm-hmm. very good. I heard that. It was very good. So, all right, let's let's uh, kick this pig. I'm sure you've got lots of thoughts. I do. Mostly Ian Happ related, and if it's too if he's got back too late to win the MVP. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, welcome back to yet another exciting edition of uh, what is this? The Discipio Cubs podcast. We you have, tell me, brother. We have a very we have a unique um, group today. We've never had this. It's it's just three of us. It's Kyle, Sam, and me without Mike. So, hello, no Mike. Hey, everyone. So, uh, very excited about the. Uh, Cubs finishing up a very successful five and one homestand and getting pretty much everyone injured while they did it. <laughs> a uh, a perfect example of the Fells motherfuck uh, this week. <laughs> Although it will not be a full uh, Fells motherfuck until like, they take the show on the road, as I wrote today. Uh, but uh, was it last Thursday after that series in St. Louis? I pronounced this team not going anywhere, and they now have a three and a half game lead. So, uh, and it's three over the Brewers? Three. Or four over the Three and a half right now, depending on. Yeah, it's about to be three. Last I saw, they were winning winning handily. So the Pirates are going to be four and 21 in the second half. That's bad. They they are they're almost solely responsible for the Cardinals being back in the race, (laughs) the the Brewers getting up off the mat, and the Mets. They lost seven. This Mets. 13 out of 14 wins. Seven of them are against the Pirates. <laughs> at least at least the Pirates traded for Chris Archer last deadline. Good for them. Yeah, the Pirates are... Uh, and they managed- I, have a, I have a good friend who's a Pirates fan, and I, I feel bad for him. Is it John Greenberg? It is not John Greenberg. <laughs> uh, although, I, one time I met John Greenberg, he seemed very nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's if you had a real well, if you had a real structure and you had a real commissioner, that's a team you would just take away from its owner. You would say, You can't have this anymore. We're gonna put someone else in charge who actually cares about what happens to this team because it's a beautiful ballpark, it's a passionate fan base when you give them something to be passionate about, and they have just ruined it. Um, which is unfortunate, I think. They're the only Pittsburgh team that's that's likable in any way, and they're doing everything to ruin that as well. Yeah, because their whole strategy seems to be, we don't care if we lose, we're just going to throw at everybody. Right. 
I wonder if Clint Hurdle has just given up and he's just like, ah, I don't care. Let's just throw it, everybody. I'm out of here anyway. Yeah, he orders them to hit people so he can get kicked out in the first inning and go home. <laughs> right, so he doesn't have to be around. And he might get suspended so he doesn't have to watch eight ball games. Yeah. It's like, how can I get a 60-game suspension? But, um, so that, since our last podcast, when it was just me mm-hmm. and Sam, um, we've got to see the, the great Nicholas Castellanos. Indeed. And he, with a hit today, he has a hit still in every game he's ever played at Wrigley Field. Just kind of a nice little stat. Building the statue already. Yeah. You know how this ends, right? They're gonna, there's going to be a huge push to sign him. Yeah, so he give him a lot of money. Oh, that's, then, already, that's already started. And then he's and they're going to sign him, and he's going to be bad. That's entirely possible. Well, that's probably another discussion for an off-season podcast. I, I would think the Cubs would know enough to find a center fielder, not a right fielder, and he's barely a right fielder at that. But, well, they can uh, solve it, though. I mean, they just let Schwarber catch. Right. Like he did I, last night for an I hour. was there. I will be able to say I was there when the Cubs had three catchers on the field and none of them were Wilson Contreras. <laughs> uh, Good times, I think. Oh, yeah. So, well, they signed uh, Jonathan Lucroy today. The, cor- the corpse of Jonathan yes. Lucroy. <laughs> He's dead, right? He's dead. Has he even been cleared? Do yes, we know if- he apparently came back. The Angels played him, most likely, so that they could cut him without having to pay a medical settlement on top right. of whatever they owed him. I guess they probably did that. I think they did it hoping that someone would claim him when they DFA'd him. Like, look, he can squat and catch a ball again. You should pay him. Um, so they did play him, and then they DFA'd him. So in theory, he's ambulatory. <laughs> did they DFA him because he's concussed, though? <laughs> Probably. And he didn't know. That was the best part. Right. Well, the only question worth asking is, even if a half-dead and full-concussed Lecroy is better than Taylor Davis, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and wager that he is. I think I, he is. Yeah, I think the answer is a resounding yes on that one. And then I saw on Twitter, so it has to be true, um, <laughs> he has caught more innings of you, Darvish than any other catcher ever. That scans. Huh. He was in Texas for a while. Yep. So, yeah. yeah. I believe he also has caught Brandon Kinsler more than anyone else, but his peck fell off. So yeah. right. his chest fell off. So we probably don't have to worry about Ian Kinsler for much longer. Yeah. Oh my God. The fact, the best part was that he did it twice in 12 hours <laughs> or 18 hours, whatever it was. A, he, he ran it back. A hall of fame tweet by our good friend, Bruce Levine. In which he also uh, capitalized. Speaking of half dead and full concuss. <laughs> but uh, I'm worried that Bruce is, uh, is, has been holding out forever to be the baseball expert on the Cubs TV network, only to completely lose what was left of his lucidity <laughs> just before it launches. And, well, then, what... and then they make Matt Spiegel. The baseball expert instead. When I, well, uh, you know, Matt Spiegel's a close friend. I don't want to make fun of him here. That doesn't mean I won't. <laughs> um, Bruce Levine was the ESPN local expert when I was interning there no, 35 right. years ago. And he was old then. Like, we, it was kind of a joke around the studio. Like, what would he, he didn't know anybody's name what, on the staff or on the players. 
And it was kind of a joke that he was, you know, a little out of it. And that was a million years ago. So I can only imagine what it's like now. But, you know, baseball writers never die. My fondest memory of Bruce was at um, at Shitty OK's during a <laughs> the Friday night of a Cub convention. It was uh, the two Bruces, Miles and Levine, Paul Sullivan, uh-huh. and me, and Jim Hendry. Oh, God. And, and you were all over Jim Hendry's barrel. <laughs> pretty much. Jim offered me a four-year contract. <laughs> um, With a full no-trade clause. <laughs> Levine crop dusted us for 15 seconds and either didn't know or didn't care. Either way, I kind of respected it. (laughs) And we all just kind of moved. Like, nobody said a word. Everybody moved a couple of... It was clearing out at the end of the night. Everybody moved over a couple of tables and we just kept talking. And whenever I hear Bruce, I think of that. I've uh, I've heard that Friday night Cubs convention Kitty O'Shea's that is a thing. Well, not anymore. Uh, I've never I've never attended. It was fun for a few years. Yeah, um, you'll never guess who ruined it. Gordon Whitmire, um, <laughs> just being himself. Yeah, and threatening to acting and not threatening because he didn't really want to acting like he was going to beat us all up because we were mean to him. Um, buying himself a drink and putting it on Mike's tab. <laughs> and just generally being an ass. Oh, that's fantastic. And then when they moved to the Sheraton, um, that after thing went to, what's it called? Is it Lizzie McGuire's? Lizzie McGuire's, yes. And then I, have, I went to that once. I haven't been back since. The Even, at a, I stopped going to the convention a very long time ago, but I was still going to the Friday thing, and then I gave up on that too. Everything dies. Yeah. We have the memories. What the hell? Well, you do. I don't. I don't need them. Yeah, neither one of you have the memories. So let me reminisce for another 20 minutes. About this. <laughs> Please. I'm happy. This will be a Hawk Harrelson broadcast. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you know who would have been a good uh, Cub convention guest? Yes. Yes. So the... Uh, it was nice over the weekend. The Cubs just beat the shit out of the Brewers. Because they're bad. Yes, they they're stuck. They're got off the camp pitch, <laughs> which is fun. Their bullpen isn't dominant anymore. The offense is top heavy. Like, if the Cubs actually got their act together on this road trip, was it ten games? Yep. Yeah. Ten games. Say they go seven and three, which should not really be all that hard. No, because the Pirates are on it. Yes. And the Phillies aren't good, and the Reds will be can pitch now, but that's all they can do. They could always pitch. But you go seven and three because you should do that when it matters now. Like they should be five or six games up when this thing's over. I mean, honestly, like I like I watched the Cardinals and okay, they played two close games against the Dodgers and a couple close games against the A's, but they had no business on that field. So that team, I don't know if anyone does. They're bad. The Brewers are bad. They're bad. They I, as you as you could imagine, I uh grew up with and am lifelong friends with a majority of, of my, my close friends that are Brewers fans just being from Wisconsin and been having the conversation with them that like, I don't understand why it's surprising that trying to bullpen an entire season didn't work somehow for the second season in a row. Right. Right. But I don't know. Here we are. And 
I don't know. I guess I don't know if, if they thought they had found some sort of you know hidden hidden key or something, but I I I haven't understood their strategy for a number of years. It clearly worked last year, but I think regression finally hit hard this year, and it should not be particularly surprising. And I don't think it is to those who follow baseball closely. I was I was surprised they didn't re-sign Wade Miley because I thought Council would start him in every game all year, right? Let yeah, pitch to one batter and then take him out. Yep. That strategy worked so brilliantly. They had the Dodgers on the ropes, ready to knock them off, win the pennant, and he started. He pulled that little shenanigans, which Dave Roberts, who's not, you know, exactly a strategic genius, didn't fall for. Didn't start all right-handed batters, and it didn't work. And uh, I enjoyed that because the Cubs swept. They only batted in 34 innings over the weekend. The Brewers set them down in order three times. <laughs> So that's pretty good. Well, I mean, they can't plan for Woodruff being hurt, who I think is right. genuinely good. Yeah, they have one good pitcher now. Okay. He's good. He's good. I'll give what him What Jimmy Nelson's apparently made of duct tape and children's wishes because, like, he hurt his left shoulder two years ago, and he can't get back on the field. So they can't count on him. Chase Anderson's surprisingly old. Yeah, he's how old is he? He's got to be in his. He's like 30s. twenty or twenty nine or something. Is he? Like, yeah, he's not like an up and comer. This is what you get, <laughs> like with Jason. So yeah, I I mean it, they had everything go right last year. Lorenzo Cain, half concussed, half dead. <laughs> yeah, he's bad. He's Elmora bad. Yeah, he is. literally, like their numbers are way too identical that. for the Brewers' liking. Yeah, which that, is weird because like. It's not been like a decline. It's been a cliff for Lorenzo Cain. I oh, yeah. know he's taking my fantasy team with him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the Decipio Fantasy League, he has sat unclaimed all season. So anytime you go to look for what players are available, he's always at the top because he's owned in like 80% of the leagues. Oh. And everybody's like, well, no, not him. What else do we have? Everyone right. just completely, your eye line doesn't even get to Lorenzo Cain anymore. It knows to look number two down. <laughs> Well, and this isn't even a Brewers podcast. It's like they had a great season from Jesus Aguilar. And they're like, okay, that's reality. Yeah. And it really like was only a half. And it was only a half. It was only a half, half right. They're like, well, that's a given now. That's locked down. And then he's terrible. Now he's – where'd they punt him to? Tampa. 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 I'm sure he'll be great. And now they have to start Eric Thames all the time, who I also think is not good. Well, either that or they have to play – they brought Travis Shaw back up. And that's they play Moustakis at first, then. Right. That's, or Shaw that's, at first. That's, they can that's healthy. First, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm surprised that their uh, strategy of playing 250-pound guys at second base didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize until after they traded Aguila, I went back and looked. I'm actually going to miss him. His uh, career OPS against the Cubs was a robust 608. <laughs> well, you absolutely need to have a guy who, after he homers in the playoffs, Says to the catcher, fuck your team, fuck you. For no reason. <laughs> what a guy. I think that's important to winning. It is important. Speaking of playing 250-pound guys in second. So, not that he's that, that he weighs this much, but I know you wanted to get to this, Dolan. I, I think I'm on the train of just giving Ian Happ every start at second for the next two weeks. Well, given, Why not? Yeah, given the alternatives. Right. Although, the al- although I'm, I'm for if... If you think a situation is going to call for it, where you're going to need a backflip, Tony Kemp. Right. You never know when you're going to need a backflip. You're going to need a backflip. You can start him. Otherwise, yeah, I would give I'd just put Hap there. Hopefully, you get the lead, and then 
I guess then you put Kemp in because he can field the ball with his balls like he did the well, other night. The other night on Monday, they took uh, they took Kemp out for Bodie for defense late in the game, which I was a little surprised by. Yeah. But I see. But I mean, I think it's I think it's equivalent. I don't think right, right. There's any difference. I mean, I like you know David Bodie. Like if 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 you're getting a 750 OPS from a guy who backs up two positions, for me that's like fine. Oh, absolutely. But like constantly giving him to me, I don't need it. No. And it's no, tough when it's tough when his 750 OPS comes from having a 900 OPS at the end of April, <laughs> right? And so, I'm just watching it dive off the cliff, dive off. game now after that, game after game. That could happen to Ian Happ easily. Oh um, no, he's fixed. No, he got. Oh, the, he's fixed. He got he's the Des Moines. Now? He got the Des Moines tune-up, and uh, nobody's getting him out anymore. <laughs> so I mean, I. We're not at a developmental stage. If he, the only qualifications if he helps you win or not, but he's certainly better. The you know, alternative, and it sort of gets us away from this Ben Zobrist fantasy, yep. which I've sort of concluded is just not. That's not a thing. You're it's not, not going to happen. You're not a fan of the Ben Zobrist Billy Madison tour of the minor leagues. <laughs> I love Ben Zobrist, and he he is probably underappreciated in this town. Um, because everyone's too busy yelling about Jason Hayward, who was signed at the same time. But like the idea that he's gonna just waltz in and be Ben Zobrist after five months, it's it's not gonna happen. Well, and especially if their strategy is he's gonna play on the weekends and then go home during the week and then go somewhere else for another weekend. I don't know that a thirty-eight-year-old guy plays himself into shape. Yeah, that way. I don't think that's good. Is he gonna do that when he's called up? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> So Ben will be here Friday through Sunday. Actually, only till Saturday. He's one of the kids uh, has a dentist appointment early Monday, so Ben's gonna fly home. Yeah, I don't want to wade too much into someone's personal situation, but at some point, it's like, dude, either you're at home or you're here. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I mean that's fair. I would not begrudge him if he just decided that he didn't want, that he wasn't gonna play anymore. That's fine. But if, but if he is gonna play, he needs to play right you need, you need to the play. season is almost over you need to show up every day and play and then when the season ends you can go home and most likely forever right so either either you want to play or you don't just pick one we're cool with it either way you're the only world series mvp in cup history you can do whatever the hell you want yep but just pick a lane and get in it <laughs> yeah you can't have it but i mean he's He's basically in the Brandon Morrow land of wind and ghosts. I love I love Brandon Morrow updates. They're the best. He's throwing <laughs> yeah. from 120 feet. Oh, we just found out he had an elbow <laughs> yeah, procedure <seriously>. yesterday. Right. <laughs> like what? How does it? Does he have like a? He's got like a frequent surgery card, and he realized he had a free one, so he just went. <laughs> oh, I had ten punches on this card. Just give give the elbow a scrape. Ah, oh, that feels better. You know you you like you you. I've criticized the Quintana Trey in the past because of the dominoes that fell after it. But the Morrow signing to me is way worse. Yeah, because yeah. How, how... He pitched every game of the World Series yeah. before. He'd been used forever. He has a history of injuries. And they're like, well, this is fine. And they've been making up ground on it ever since. Well, it was, it was amazing to me that they, they signed him and then they didn't give themselves any safety net. No. They didn't bother to get a, another guy who could close. No. Knowing that he's never been healthy ever, right? You had ever. zero chance of getting him through that season healthy, and then they had the then Theo got pissed at Joe because he said he used him too many days in a row. 
Yeah. Yeah, he used him three days in a row at the end of May when you're probably supposed to be in peak form. And one of those appearances, he threw two pitches. Right. <laughs> Which is why I think Joe thought, I'll bet we can probably use Morrow because he barely right. threw. And the, and the game where he supposedly hurt himself, he pitched a couple times after it, was that game yep. in, against the Mets where um, Luke Farrell, they put him in to give up the, the walk-off homer. That's what he and does. He, and he wouldn't. He just kept pitching and pitching and pitching, and he got to the 15th, and the Cubs got yeah. the lead. And yep. so they brought Morrow in, and he got the save. And then the next time he pitched, he couldn't throw 90 miles an hour again. And they're like, uh-oh, this might be an issue. So I'd like it's, to. it's Luke Farrell's fault. Maybe I'm just forgetting in the moment, but I'd like to wind back. And were they bidding against anybody when they gave him $21 million over two years last offseason? Was think that the, the market for him? Or? I think the Mayo Clinic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was who they were up against. Yeah, I mean, I probably – there's probably someone else interested. Right. Well, I could see a team signing him with, with the idea, all right, you can be the – we'll have you be the closer. Maybe you'll be the setup man if you get hurt. He's a he, he's a good guy to have. You just have right. to – you get him with the idea that he's going on the DL at least once. So we can't – whatever we get out of him is great because he's good. He's a bonus. He's a bonus. Right. That's what he was in L.A. They signed right. him as like a scrap heap – well, he's got a good arm when it's healthy, so we'll bring him here and we'll rehab him, and if he can come out of the pen, great. Yeah, That's all he ever was. Didn't he literally pitch an all-but-one game in the playoffs for the Dodgers? He well, he pitched every game in the World Series yeah. and wasn't very good well, against that Astros lineup. You know, what are you going to do? And he might have – yeah, I mean, that the playoff run for the Dodgers wasn't very exp- expansive. Yeah, I guess there were it plenty of eight days games, off. right? So, but. yeah. Yeesh. Whatever. Water under the bridge now. Right. But they're going to have to go sign other relievers next winter. That's and problem. they'll probably fuck up as much. <laughs> well, they got to sign Nick Castellanos first. Right. That'll well, have they, have they set the record for free agents they've had to DFA <laughs> like that season? <laughs> yeah. Brock's on there. I guess Cargo doesn't count because he was in season, but Descalso might end up on there. Oh, I think that I think that ankle injury is pretty bad. I have yeah, a feeling real he's probably not going to be able to come back till September first. <laughs> so anyway, I really we thought, shouldn't be this negative. They've gone five and one on this homestand. We should be excited. Oh, I've enjoyed it. I just you know it's they're just fun to make fun of. That's oh the, yeah, the absolutely. No, I really enjoyed the the Brewer series because they just beat. They did what you're supposed to do. The Brewers. They just beat the crap out of them for three days. Yeah. Um. They even they even let them they let them tie up a game with a Ryan Braun homer, so the fans could boo extra, and then they immediately took the lead back, so that was fun. Um, I did not enjoy last night's game that much, and then you I, did, I you didn't enjoy it. you weren't even there. Then oh that's right you were there. I was so there. I because I had experience of being at a Brett Anderson start in 2017. Yes, we all did. I decided to look this up, so I looked it up and I, I tweeted it out during the game last night. If you take his the last three times he started at Wrigley, his last two starts with the Cubs and this start last night, the combined score by the end of the second inning in all three games, the Cubs were behind twenty to nothing. <laughs> that actually uh, feels low. That's yeah, that feels low. <laughs> I saw Brett Anderson beat the Dodgers in 2017 <laughs> somehow. Back when they really couldn't hit left-handed pitching, I guess. Yeah, and then I don't think he—I don't think he got out of the fourth inning in any start after that. 
No, I was at his second to last start. It was against the Phillies, and there was the a Phillies, long, I remember that game. a long rain delay. Yep. So I got pretty hammered <laughs> at Nisei. No. You no. We stumbled over to the game, sat there, and just watched the Phillies get a lot of exercise. And and then he had the gall to like be upset about yeah, being taken out of the rotation or something. Like, he um, they were tinkering with them. Yes, he after he got to Toronto. After a long layoff, he had a couple of decent starts, and he said, see, I'm pretty good when you're not tinkering with me all the time. And then he immediately went back to being shit, so that didn't work. <laughs> Whichever but, pitching coach that was that was fired after the season. It was, it was Basio, and the one thing that supposedly changed with him was they changed the way he landed on his, you know, his front foot because they said that he landed too hard, and so they were going to soften it. And I'm like, well, he's a, he's a chubby boy. He doesn't have much of a choice. And right. that didn't work. And they're like, well, look how much better he is in Oakland. It's like, well, it's because he's pitching in Oakland. They catch everything. Yeah, they catch everything, and you can't hit the ball out of there with a – I guess they can because they hit – They, can, they, hit they lots seem of to. So, yeah, um, I don't know how that team's good. Um, and I love the A's. They're always, like, my second team, but, like – you know, you look at that lineup, you're like, well, that's not all that impressive. And you look at the pitching staff, even the bullpens had some issues. And like you said, well, yeah, it feels like, oh, yeah, they catch everything. The infield defense is great. And then you actually like look at the numbers and like they're they're good. They're not otherworldly. It's just they just make it happen. Good for them. Well, and it, that's Q's performance today was especially impressive because they do. They just bludgeon left handers, as Lester found out the yes. other night. And he didn't have. Jose had no problem with them today. I have decided not to be worried about John Lester. No, he has, is... he has a he has he has a ten run start in him at the beginning of every August. <laughs> right. And it he seems to get his shit together right after that. So. He's also at the moment, he's your fifth starter. Well he said it. He goes, I'm the wor- he goes, I'm the worst starter on the team. <laughs> so. Well, I saw a Twitter exchange between some Cub Twitter idiots, which is all of us. Um, about you know what are they going to do in the playoffs? Really, I'm like, okay, well now we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah. But I think the thing is, if Lester's still pitching like this, he will happily say, "Don't start me." Yes, like he's not the kind of guy who like thinks he's really entitled to anything. You can see other pitchers with his stature going, "Oh no, I get a playoff start." He'll be like, "Nope, no, that's okay, I'm good." You know, so why worry about yeah. it? He won't. He won't shy away from it, but he also won't demand it. Right. It'll be a very easy t- conversation for Joe, and basically tell him, you know, you're fourth. And he's like, okay. Yeah. But so. yeah, we're. I know it's three game lead, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Well, three and a half. Well, hey. until the Brewers win. Yeah, that's true. Well, for now, that's unsurmountable. <laughs> They've never blown that. Not in the, at all. In the last 12 months, they've never blown a lead like that late in the year. So we're fine. What else is on your uh, schedule, your uh, your show layout, your uh, your outline? Um, do we know what rampant sickness was running through the clubhouse that uh, flew? Apparently. So he's flu, Darvish. Very good. Yeah, yeah. So he pitched. He was sick. See what he did there, Kyle? He get yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. He was sick. He five good innings. Schwarber sick. Three hits. Somebody else was sick, 
Everybody should catch it. It doesn't happen more often, or maybe you just don't hear about it. It's a big thing in hockey. You're like, oh yeah, the team's dealing with flu, so you like, there's going to be a week where like five guys just like can't get it together. Although in hockey, it probably just means they're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> well, in baseball too. Baseball it might mean that too. Uh, I wonder if Chris Bryant has the knee flu. That might be what his issue is. Yeah, it looked a little better today. Hit a home run last night. Hit a home run last night. It is funny, though, how you know he was so hot. It's impossible to stay that hot. Right. Comes out of that game in San Francisco with sore knee. And everybody then is, why didn't they put him on the DL? He's been useless. It's like, well, he's played every game. I have a feeling if he was really hurting, they would at least have given him a day off. I don't think they can afford to. So he's probably okay. I disagree. I don't think he is dealing with something, but they just... Oh, I do too. I just don't. They don't have the margin. They'd like to put him on the aisle, but he's like one of their four hitters. They can't They can't do it. Now, if you get like a five-game lead with two weeks to go, maybe you can do it then. If they have a five-game lead with four games to go, yeah, then I'm you cool can with sh- them giving Chris... Then you can shell He them. can have one day off. <laughs> then you got to get ready for the playoffs. Right. Did he come out last night, or did he play the whole game? No, he play, He was the one who played the whole game. Yeah, see, that's that's the kind he, of thing. He had a recent day off. Like, he didn't play Sunday against the Brewers, right? Yeah, that's right. So, you know, to get Baez off his feet is a big deal. To get Rizzo off his feet is a big deal. So, I didn't mind it so much. Well, I think they also wanted to get Victor out before he broke his hand. Right. Which almost happened with because he's Rizzo gonna play trying to cut down the all-important seventh run in the third inning. <laughs> Just take the out. We all want to get the hell out of here. You're right. Step on the bag. It'll be fine. And it's okay if Taylor Davis gets hurt because who cares. Taylor is probably volunteer for it because then that's big league money on the DL instead of triple A right. money when he goes back tomorrow. Yeah, that's true. Um, fact, I was- mean, God bless Taylor Davis. He's He's done everything they asked of him, you know, and I love when people freak the fuck out when catchers get hurt. It's like, how many teams are rolling three catchers yeah. deep? Like, any team that gets their starting catcher hurt and has to call the guy up from AAA, unless it's the Astros or Dodgers or something, who just go eight deep at every position, you're going to have some tomato can out there once or twice a week. This is how it works. I didn't think it was funny, though, that they, that what, two days after the trade deadline? And oh, tra- so predictable. They traded <laughs> Wilson's out for a month. And they asked Hoyer, well, what was, why did you trade him? He said, uh, player happiness, something like that. Right. Well, words, the fuck- Martin had not played, literally hadn't played since Wilson came back. Right. And you know, he was a guy that signed with the Royals instead of the Cubs in the offseason because he wanted to play more to get a bigger contract next year. He's he not going to be cool with being the third string catcher down the stretch. <laughs> no. And then he got to go to Houston and he caught a ridiculous five pitcher no hitter his first game there. Well, that's the other thing. Like, not only is he, but you're not going to switch him in late in games because he can't hit. Yeah. So whatever. It's a weird episode. I feel like you probably could have gotten something more for Mike Montgomery, but he had a five and a half ERA. So yeah, if you end up with Tony Kemp, I guess that's fine. I and I think, I mean, unless Lacroix blacks out periodically behind the plate. You probably, you probably swapped him out for basically the same impact if you'd have kept Maldonado. Right. Not quite as good a defensive catcher, but you know, Martin is a, a complete non-factor at the plate, and Lacroix is just kind of a non-factor at the plate. 
mostly a non-factor at the plate. Yeah, pretty much. So you're fine. The, the fine. net the net difference between the two is not that much. Plus, you added a four foot tall utility player who doesn't wear a shirt <laughs> under his jersey and does black backflips all the time, which is fun for everybody. Right. The what the the no undershirt or the backflips? All of it. All of it. Castellanos also doesn't wear a shirt under his jersey. Yeah, but he's got like serious swag. Like he's got a style to him. I. I, I know. I, I just think Kemp's trying to stay cool in the dugout because he knows he's not leaving it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cassianos is in a in a free agent drive, boy. That's that's what it looks like. I will gladly, gladly accept well, whatever. Gladly take it. Whatever that is. We have to talk about future Cubs legend Dwayne Underwood, don't we? Yes. I mean, come on. He tied. Um, I, I don't remember the first one, but uh, the most recent Cub to do that, strike out all six guys he faced out of the bullpen, was Disco Juan Cruz. Uh, so oh, it, man. it portends greatness. If you do that, there's no way you don't turn out to be a great pitcher. Before the 2003 season, I was so angry. They picked Carlos Zambrano to be the starter over Juan Cruz. <laughs> I thought Juan Cruz was going to be the next Pedro. I was like all on the Juan Cruz. He ended up having a decent MLB career. It's not like he was useless, but man. Well, anyway, I don't know what Dwayne Wonderwood's going to be, if anything. I'm just delighted they called up someone from AAA, and he throws 96. And through strikes. <laughs> like, like, you're supposed to, like, we've talked about this. You're supposed to be able to just bring guy after guy after guy who just comes up, throws hard, and goes away. And they keep bringing up, like, craftsmen until they brought up Rowan Wick. It's like, all right, here we go. Now we've got some power out of the pen. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad. But at least he throws hard and he's going to go down that way. I'm having a hard time accepting him as good just because the second I saw his name for the first time, I just automatically. But, I mean, yeah, he's been probably consistently effective reliever for the last two weeks, I guess. Is there days. lightning in your apartment? <laughs> oh, yeah, your, your mic's cut out just a little bit. For those of you, I mean, you don't know this, dear listener, but I can see them. I've turned my camera off so they can't see me. But every so often, Kyle's apartment just lights up. I think he's got an actual rainstorm <laughs> in his apartment. Well, there it goes. It's like it's like the shuttle construction building in NASA where they get actual rainstorms. He's got Aurora Borealis in his kitchen. So the uh, the... First house I lived in after I got out of college was my. I can't uh, wait to see where this goes. It was my. It was my grand. It was my grandparents' house, and Grandpa died, and so Mom and Dad decided before they sold the house they'd let they'd let Junior go live in it for a little while. Okay. And so where was this? This was in beautiful Durand, Illinois. Population eleven hundred. I don't even know where that is, nor do I want to. That's yeah, basically Wisconsin. Okay. So um, <laughs> we had this. I had this old Maytag. Washer and dryer. They were old. And they worked. And so I used them. And one night, I remember I was I, I was doing a lot of laundry because I was going on vacation the next day. I was going to Florida. I'm sitting in the living room watching TV, the washer and dryer in a little room off the kitchen. And I, there's this weird, like, strobe light going off <laughs> in the kitchen. And I'm like, what the hell is that? So I walk in, and the dryer is literally arcing. There's a lightning bolt that is like coming away from the dryer and then going back in and then coming back out and going back in. 
And so now a smart guy would have gone down to the basement and flipped the breaker. That's not you. What I did was I treated it like a video game. I timed it so that when the arc was gone, I reached and grabbed the dryer door and opened it to stop it. You're lucky you're not dead. And it worked. And um, I just never used that dryer again. Can we talk about your dog? <laughs> well, you know, this is the first non-video podcast, so Lucas right. showed up on my lap. Outstanding. Luke? Yeah, this is Lucas. Hi, Luke. Lucas. Look up. Very adorable dog. Yes, there he is. Yeah, I like how he how he pops in right when you're telling the story of how big of an idiot you are. <laughs> That's not even my best dryer-related <laughs> story. Oh, I don't think I can handle a second okay, so dryer-related second one. story. Moved up to Michigan, and we had to stay in an apartment for a while until we sold the house in Illinois. Uh-huh. And um, we didn't have didn't have a washer and dryer in the unit, but we had hookups. So we just brought our washer and dryer for, uh, with us. Not the old Maytag. I had replaced it since then. <laughs> and it was an electric dryer, and it had um, – the, they either have a three-prong or a four-prong plug-in. And I might have had a three, and I went to plug it in. I looked, like, oh, crap, this thing has the four. So I ran out to Home Depot or someplace and bought – the other plug-in, and I had to swap it out. So this is not my finest moment. Uh-huh. Before I hooked, I unhooked the other one, and I was getting ready to screw the new one in to the back of the dryer. I looked at the at the outlet on the wall, and I looked at the plug, and I'm like, that doesn't look like that's going to fit in there. So I reached in, <laughs> and I, I, I wasn't going to push it all the way in. I just wanted to see if it lined up. So I made contact with the outlet while holding a power cord that's not connected to anything, which immediately sent power down the cord and shorted out the entire apartment building. (laughs) And which, had any of that actually been touching me at the time, would have killed me. It melted the cord to the point I had to go back. I just exchanged it. I'd been gone for like 10 minutes. I go back in, I'm like, there's something wrong with this one. They're like, oh, wow, that's weird. They just handed me another one. And then I went and <laughs> I got back, and then I had to find the super. So he go, he's like, I don't know. He's like, I, I should call the power company. I'm like, actually, I have a feeling that the, the main breaker just blew. I think we should just go reset that. Right. And he's like, okay. So we looked, oh, you're right, it did. And he turned it back on. I didn't fess up to any of it. But. I've melted jumper cable cords once with some help. It wasn't just me, but that that's better than I could do. But I, I've never owned my own apartment or house where I would be fiddling with dr- washers and dryers. And I think everyone's thankful for that. Probably. Yes, I, I'll tackle all kinds of home improvement projects. and all to, sure. All to various uh, degrees of success. <laughs> But, so far, still alive. All right, so the road trip is four games in Cincinnati. Three in Philadelphia. Three in Philly. Six days in Pennsylvania. And all over Pennsylvania because they have to go to, what is it, Poughkeepsie? Uh, Potawatomi, where, where, where do they <laughs> yeah, go? The, it's a, there's an Indian casino in Williamsport. <laughs> and they'll be playing in Williamsport. the parking lot. And they had to play in some cow field. Well, it's funny. I had never... I knew they did this Little League game. This is like the third or fourth one this year. Right. 
and I'd never paid any attention to it. And for some reason, I had it in my mind that they played. I'm like, how did they set up the Little League diamond? Right, they, they play the actual So they can league. play on it. I mean, it's ridiculous. The bases are only 60 feet. The fence is only 200 feet. I'm like, how do they do this? And I realized all they do is they play in a shitty minor league park in Williamsport. It's like, well, who yeah. cares? Right. Why don't you just play in Pittsburgh and have a day trip for the Little Leaguers, take them to a real park... They can at least see one of two major league teams because the Pirates don't count. <laughs> Actually, what they probably should do next year is whoever wins the the, the Little League World Series just plays the Pirates. The plays next day. the Pirates, and if you beat the Pirates, you relegate the Pirates, and the Little League team gets to play in the NL Central next year. Well, is the minor league part not even connected to like the William, like the Little League complex? Because there's like two stadiums, right? Like it's not just. The I one hope, field. I hope it's not just a random. Now we're going to drive yeah. across town to this crap hole double. <laughs> well, what's driving across Williamsport, really? Well, that's true. That's, that's yeah, it's, it's Pennsylvania, so who cares? But towns like that get crippled by traffic. Very easily a, during a special event, it's, it becomes. Woodstock. I've seen it. I've seen it in Pennsylvania. I've had to spend a couple festivals in everybody's uh, Lehigh Valley, so I know what it looks stuck like. Stuck in the mud and yeah. Uh, Clint Turtle's going to get hold of the brown acid, and it's, it's going to be bad. I think we've lost Kyle. I can see him laughing, but I can't hear him. Oh, yeah. I think his mic failed him. His mic cut out on him. So we've killed another. No wonder Mike won't join this podcast. <laughs> they just bail on us. Like, yeah, wow. he, he knows we're going to talk him to death. How about now? There, oh, he, there is. he is. Hey. All right, good. We thought uh, you, you were... want to weigh in on Williamsport, Pennsylvania? <laughs> oh, I think I think they could just uh, play on the actual Little League diamonds and let Derek Holland pitch, so no one knows the difference. <laughs> it's too bad the Cubs got rid of Tim Collins. Yeah, because he's Little League size, so he'd have fit fine on that. Well, they have Kemp. For they that. have Tony Kemp. All of five. Yeah, foot, they should. Six they should only. have like a five-five and under game and play in the Little League diamond. Oh, God, why doesn't? Why doesn't Rob Manfred listen to us? Yeah. Well, I know I, I wanted mean, to, to mention briefly. Oh, go ahead. Um, so I, the documentary Screwball is on Netflix now. And it's the one about the biogenesis scandal where originally they, they wanted to use highlights of actual games in it. And MLB wouldn't let them. So they got the brilliant idea to just cast little kids to play, I, I, yes. to play A-Rod and Ryan Braun and all those guys. And they did that, and they liked it so much that the kids play every single person in the documentary. <laughs> and it's amazing. So they'll have, like, the regular, like when Tony Bosch, the the pretend doctor, it's him talking. And you actually see you see them sometimes. But mostly, there's a kid who is in the most hysterical makeup. The wigs are amazing. <laughs> and the kids mouth the words. And after a while, you just get used to them right. doing everything. It's, it's great. I was, I was more than entertained for the hour and a half that it ran. And it was, had it been just, it would have been okay as a regular documentary. Cause you did learn stuff about that weird thing. Like the fact Ryan Braun had been going to biogenesis since he was a freshman at Miami. Um, but the fact that it was just so much better with all the little kids. So I highly recommend it. So it's streaming on Netflix. It started sometime this week. So check it out. It's what I watched on the big TV while the Cubs were getting bludgeoned on the little TV down here. Interesting. I will put it on the list. 
I've seen that sort of thing done before. It can be it can be very entertaining. Yeah, they could have been uh, terribly, terribly wrong, but it, it's kind they, of like they, known, it was great. Longtime known prick Max Landis's uh, love letter to wrestling, where he told the career story of Triple H, but he only used like hot young actresses to be all the wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at the time, they probably didn't know that he was doing that, so he could just like stalk and assault them or whatever. But uh, we do. I think we know that now. But it was still great. It's like, yeah, it's made by an asshole, but it was still fun. It's only like 20 minutes. Um, anyway, yeah, so 10-game road trip. They should win seven games. I'm not going to accept anything less there. The Cardinals play the Pirates next. Bad. So they good. get up. So they will get up off the mat, and then <laughs> they go right back on it when they play a real team. Yeah, but imagine like the bedwetting they'll do when the pirates start throwing at their heads. Yeah. Oh God. Um, the, how's that Carlos Martinez's closer thing working out? He's certainly got the temperament for him. It for it. It's not <laughs> like anytime anybody reaches base, he starts to freak out and screams at the ump and <laughs> slams the ball into his glove. And it was so predictable the Dodgers are going to win that game today. Like you could just, there was no way they weren't. It's like he comes trotting in. Like yeah, here it comes. Um, yeah, they they suck too. It's still embarrassing that the Cubs are dealing with these two teams. Yes. Like they they yeah. blow. Yeah, they are they awful. They are they are a three game sweep in the playoffs to whoever gets them. Should they either one of them finish ahead of the Cubs? Just well, not I don't. Good. I'm not. I don't. Want, that's not going to happen. And I don't think either one of them is going to stick around for a wild card berth either. To be honest. No, you got you got to fight off the Mets now. I guess I can see the Cardinals doing because their starting pitching is like just good enough, and Goldschmidt could get hot again. I don't know. I think he had his. Uh... He might have one more. They're only paying him for another twelve years or whatever. <laughs> that was great. Um, so then the rest of the National League blows, as we know. This. No one, no one's going to compete for the wild card out of the West. You can give me that Giants thing all you want. Not having it. Yeah, like, they they've already they started predictably they started their swoon. I think they've lost four right. out of five. So yeah, the Mets can win, can beat the Pirates seven times, yeah, that, and, and vault themselves back into this. Yes, and then they will so, fade away again, and everybody be like, "Remember when they were back in it for a few days?" That was well. You're cute. you're playing for the right to get shut out by Patrick Corbett on an October night. I mean, that's that's what you're playing for, or Scherzer, or Strasburg. Doesn't matter. They can they can flip a card. I just thought of my fam- my favorite Carlos Martinez moment. Oh, please. It was. <laughs> I know where this is going. So it was 2017, right? Um, the game where Lackey and Wilson both got thrown out. Um, Lackey got thrown out while cut backing up home yes. plate. And then Wilson <laughs> he was got. Running to back up home plate, got thrown out during the play. <laughs> and then Wilson got thrown out when he found out Lackey had been thrown out. Start, he was screaming at the umpire. Went crazy at the umpire. Right. And um, the Cubs were down at least six nothing, if I remember right. And Carlos was pitching for the Cardinals, and the Cubs won. Cubs oh, won the game, yeah, easily. Like, yes, it, they like, weren't going away. It wasn't even hard. <laughs> that was the best. Yeah. It is stupid red glove. And yeah, he's, he's out there. Lackey struck out the pitcher, or he thought he did, and the ump didn't call it. Like. The pitcher had started. Wa- I mean, might have been. Yeah. He started walking back to the dugout, and that was Laggy's point. 
to the yeah, he, it's like yeah. he was walking back. Yep. He made it to the grass on the first base side. Of the- <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good times. Oh. All right. I think uh, I'm out of stuff. Unless either of you has anything, I'm happy to talk about whatever. But I think we're. I think I got nothing. I think we've. Yep. I think we've killed this one. So. Okay. Good. I know people at home are very upset that there's no more video feed of this podcast because they they love to look at us. Um, I'm not. I'm nude and red, you so can, you shouldn't be upset. You could take that up with YouTube because they killed the service that we used to uh, broadcast it. So unbelievable. But at least we can see each other, and really, that's the most important thing. Well, except <laughs> for Sam's never looked better. He's a he's a yeah, he's a head that's blank. floating above shoulders. <laughs> that's the all we get. Blue screen. And that's how you can project whatever like, you want onto me. And then the sound thing just it just it throbs around it. Does it, it really? Oh yeah, yeah. it's really something. Because I don't see that. I just see your two meters. That's awesome. My throbbing brain, or is it my big Syracuse voice? Yes, that's, that's what, what it is. is. Or you'd be excited that Danny Parkins gets a daily podcast now on no, whatever no, radio dot com is. Do they really think we, anybody's ever going to listen to that? We can't talk about Parkins because then he's going to bother all my friends who work at the score again to get my phone number to call me to find out why he doesn't. Why I don't like him, like he's fucking Costanza or something. I don't want to. I don't want to put my friends with the score through that anymore. All right, so I'll, I'll I'll hold off on going in on Danny Parkins. There'll be a time and place for that, but not here. All right. Well, nice job, guys. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what formation we're in next week. If all four can't, of us are are around, can't wait. No, no, Mike's never coming back. <laughs> he's clearly never coming back. Yeah, like his excuse today was he actually went to the game. Yeah, his first game of the year. Yeah, that's a pretty good excuse. Yeah, that's fair. We should like have him call in for just the beginning of the pod, though. <laughs> right. Got a drunken report from him, and then we could have hung up on. Him. Couldn't sound any worse than we did. No, basically the same. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. All right. Good stuff. All right. Oh crap! I really just hung up.